Welcome to the Natural Running Network. My name is Richard Diaz, and what I hope to do is introduce you to some amazing athletes and luminaries from the sports science community, and what has come to be expected, I'll provide some highly opinionated rants on all aspects of endurance sports and my current favorite, obstacle course racing. But before I get started, I want to give a shout out to Mudgear, makers of the best training and racing gear in OCR. Mudgear was the first compression gear built tough enough to help you conquer obstacles. When you race this season, look on the podium. You'll see top pros wearing Mudgear. Built tougher for OCR and made in the USA. Nothing else compares on the course. Check it out at mudgear.com and use my promo code DHP for a 10% discount off your order. Now sit tight, grab a cup of coffee, and let's do this. Okay, guys, uh, it's been a couple weeks. I apologize. I'm a little tardy, been busy. And um, as a matter of fact, because I wanted to get this out, I am currently sitting in the secret lab, and I am with Cash Tavacoli. Did I say it right? Yes, correct. And uh, a full disclosure, Cash is actually one of my clients. I've been coaching him for a bit. He's been... Uh, doing a pretty good job in uh, OCR stadium races. That's his focus. And uh, Cash, say hello to people. Hey guys, how's it going? So Cash, explain to the folks at home why you're here and uh, what we just did. Yeah, so pretty much I think for the same reason that everybody comes to the secret lab to get faster and just get on top of that podium. Okay, cool. So that's the short story. <laughs> Specifically, what did we intend to do and what did we do? Uh, we did a VO2 uh, testing and we also did a gait uh, testing just to see if I'm moving correctly and uh, what we need to focus on to uh, get better and faster. Okay, so by the numbers, you came in. We elected to do the gait analysis first. What did we find? Uh, we found, as we suspected, that I'm still heel striking and uh, we need to fix that and we did do some testing and I think I think we got it down. Now we just have to practice it and make it a second nature for me. Yeah, so clearly what was happening, and the, he's pretty well schooled, he's been doing a pretty good job. And uh, the first time we met, we did a gait analysis and we made some corrections and he's a grip, stayed on top of it. Arm swing was just about perfect. And what happens with him and what happens with a lot of people is they drink the Kool-Aid, they get the mechanics in order, and then over time they start to get a little lax, and their feet start migrating ahead of their knee on ground contact, and then things start going south. So I suspected that that potentially could be a problem, and we went ahead and addressed it. Got him moving pretty effectively off of his forefoot before we decided to do the VO2 test, and uh, I think that worked out pretty well. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, just seeing coming here and seeing it on video and uh, before before I thought I was doing the right thing and as Richard said um, I guess I fell off the uh, the wagon and um, went back to my old uh, heel striking method but coming here again and seeing that um, that I need to correct it uh, just makes you uh, feel better that you're going the right path Okay, cool. So let's talk about specifics. Now, your interest is in how well you can perform 
in the shorter distance events and specifically the stadium races. Now, anybody that's done a stadium races knows that this is a extremely anaerobic activity and there's a lot of obstacles and such you have to contend with over a very short timeline. So what was uh, the last race you did? I did the national parks in Washington, D.C. And you came in fourth? Fourth place. Fourth Correct. place. What was your time? Uh, I think my time was 32.58. 32. So the full disclosure, that was the elite heat, right? Yes. All right. Correct. And through conversation we had earlier on, you felt pretty comfortable that you could have put in a little bit more, ended up in third place and been on the podium at least, right? Yes, absolutely. You know, I just mentally, I think I gave up seeing a little bit of distance and I, I think I could have pushed it, but now I know what I need to focus on and I'm definitely going there uh, next race to um, correct those mistakes. Right. So here we are. We did a VO2. We've identified specifically what your aerobic potential is. We've identified your, your thresholds. And to be clear, when I speak of thresholds, let's, let's call it the point of no return, where your body is 100% of your sugar stores, and from that point forward, the production of lactate is such that it's probably not gonna be sustainable for any great length of time, certainly not much longer than 10, 15 minutes max for you, I, I believe. Now, you suggested that when you look at your data from the test, or excuse me, the data that you uh, collected from the last race, you found your average heart rate was what? 174. Okay, so at 174, spiking up to as much as 180 something? 183 was my max. Yeah. yeah. So what I would suggest happens is that you got up in, in that 70 ish range, 170 ish range, and that's sustainable and that's putting the work together. And then as you start to surge, maybe going up, up the stadium, your heart rate spikes, you start to produce a little bit more lactate, you start to develop a little bit of burning. Mm -hmm. And then in the course of that, you intuitively start to rein back a bit, getting safer in that 170 range. So in an event like that for you, trying to hold 180 would just not, would not bear fruit. That's true, yeah. So the solution to that problem is what you're here for. And we've identified that an aerobic workout for you is going to be best conducted between about 140 and 150 beats per minute. If we averaged it out, about 145 seems to be pretty good. So what we're looking for is that about 145 beats per minute, you're going to be producing or consuming about um, 750 calories per hour. Good news, about half of that energy is going to be coming from fat. So that's going to be a nice treatment for you. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of fat. Yeah. So 50% fat, that's a good place to hang out. If you were to opt for a lower heart rate, clearly you'd be more aerobic. But in fact, the training treatment wouldn't be as effective as if you're at these little higher numbers. So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to find a sweet spot for you. I feel like we've been able to do that. And um, going away, when we start scheduling your training, we're going to be, when we speak of aerobic conditioning, we're going to try to hold you at about 145 beats per minute on average. That's good, yeah. Okay. Now, the important thing is that this is a short, high-intensity effort. We're going to have to dip into the dark side in order to get this performance you're looking for. So we're going to schedule some intervals where your recovery is going to roll at about 145 beats per minute. 
and your your peaks in your intervals, we're going to push up to about 180 beats per minute. I see. And we're going to probably operate initially on a two-to-one ratio, two times recovery, one time work. So, for example, given the short nature of the event, I think what would be prudent is like uh, a two and four minute average. So if your recovery times are held to four minutes and the work is pushed up for two minutes and then we undulate back and forth like that, the treatment may be 30 to 45 minute workout. What you're going to be doing is you're going to be dipping into that lactate, producing it and giving your body an opportunity to find a solution to the problem by either vacating it through respiration, relocating it through the lactate shuttle system, pushing the lactate into parts of the body that are not working, let it reside there, and hopefully draw it back down into the liver, convert it to glucose, and then ultimately push it back into the working muscles so it becomes uh, an accessory uh, energy source for you. That sounds great. Yeah, <laughs> let's do that. <laughs> I know, it's a lot to, to toss out there real quick, but at the end of the day, there's really only a couple things we need to focus on. These high-intensity intervals, which are going to punch you up into those stratospheres of heart rate and uh, retire well enough so that your body is able to get the recovery we're looking for so that we can produce more work. Now, let's say that we do these for a little while, which we will, and we're successful with it. And we start noticing that the recovery times between the top-end heart rate and the recovery heart rate is shortening up. Good indication that things are improving. So then what we're going to do is we're going to drop the floor out of it. We're going to start bringing it up to, say, 150 as the recovery as opposed to 145, maybe even 155, which is really kind of on the top end of that aerobic window. And we may even spend a little bit more time at 180. I don't know that I'm going to take you up over 180 much further because I think if it gets too acidic, you get punched in the teeth, you don't learn anything from that. Okay. You just learn that it's not comfortable. Mm -hmm. And then your body will intuitively drop you off that ledge. And what I want to do is I want to get up there where you're learning something. And so spending more time in that environment is going to give the body an opportunity to find adaptation. And then the recoveries are going to start shortening up and the timelines are going to start being moved around. So I suggested earlier a two to one ratio. Maybe we uh, uh, move it to a one-to-one -one ratio. Okay. So another uh, caveat to progress would be rather than shortening up the bottom and lengthening the top, we'll extend the time that you're sustaining at the top. So I said two to four minutes. Let's say uh, um, like two to two. Two minutes recovery, two minutes work. And then maybe as that starts to pan out, we start to flip it to, instead of equal recovery, two times work, one time recovery. I see. So maybe Short now we're... Rest time. Yeah. yeah. Or so let's just say we're going to be four minutes over threshold and only two minutes in recovery. Mm. So now you're sustaining more of that effort in that anaerobic environment with less recovery times. And so what essentially we're doing is rather than just jumping in there and taking that beating... Mm -hmm and hoping one day it's gonna improve, we're gonna progressively massage that lactate tolerance and that lactate convergence, a new word I like to use these days, mm. convergence, because I wanna be able to teach your body to use that lactate, to cause it to be a supplemental energy source rather than just trying to get rid of it or it being so toxic within the muscles 
that it becomes a problem. No, so it makes sense. Yeah, we we can definitely get to a point that we can use the lactate as source of energy. Yeah, so yeah. that's the that's the ultimate goal. Uh, so where's when's the next race? Uh, next race will be June 18 in Dallas, AT&T Stadium. AT&T Stadium. Who's going to be there, you suspect? Uh, definitely all the top elite level athletes will be there. It's one of the uh, stadium's race series. Um, so I'm expecting Bracken, Cracker will be there, Ryan Kent, Isaiah as always. He's, he's definitely doing all the stadium races. Um, let's see, Ryan Kempson, uh, his brother will be there. Yeah, I think all the, all the top level athletes will be there. Okay. Um... If I could, I've been doing all the talking. If you could just kind of let people know, because people are curious, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You've made the pilgrimage, came out of Texas, you know, by hook or crook, found a way to get into the lab today. Mm -hmm. And we got this worked out. I'm really glad you did because now this is going to reinforce our relationship. I'm able to see the numbers rather than speculate relative to numbers you've gathered mm -hmm. from somebody else. I trust my information. Um, full disclosure, we did the test twice just to make sure that I'm comfortable with the information mm -hmm. because we got a little sketchy heart rate the first time around. Mm -hmm. We know what the pitfalls were with your gait. So I'm empowered by the relationship because of the data I've get, gained from you today. I can mm -hmm. better advise you. Yeah. But just for the sake of those that are out there that are curious, maybe even thinking about trying to make a trip out here, why would they do it? Do you think it would be worth their trouble? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I drove three hours to here and I'm coming from Texas so I every chance uh, I get to come to California I make it uh, an appointment to come here to the secret lab because as definitely as we all know data is gold so if we have more data the training will be much better much more accurate much more specific and as we all know the whole sport of OCR is going toward uh, uh, specificity and um, with more data, we can design it for our goals, individual goals. So definitely coming here, finding out what I need to focus on and using all the energy towards that focus rather than just doing everything and hoping for the best uh, just saves me time and also energy. And um, as we all know, a lot of people doing everything that they see on social media is definitely not the right thing. They get injured. And I didn't want to be that person. I don't want to be injured and then come here. I'd rather be proactive and not be injured, come here and stay away as far as I can from an injury. Well, so the other end of it, you know, from my perspective, just sitting here as a coach, I don't like to speculate. I don't like to, to just draw assumption and try to advise you mm -hmm. based on assumption. Even with the experience that I have, I don't trust it. I have data now. I, I'm looking at information that is very specific to who you are. Mm -hmm. And, you know, interestingly enough, we tested you back to back twice and the VO2 scores were spot on both times. It wasn't like we're going to grow another lung or we're, we're going to lose one. Mm -hmm. it, it's precisely how your body's responding to the work today. So your potential for work today was very specific. It, it, it came out two times and, yeah. and validated what your potential is. And then your threshold came about, and I know what it is. I know where this point of no return is for you. So I'm not going to have to guess. And mm -hmm. now we could fortify what we've done with field work. Mm -hmm. So now when we start doing field tests and we start comparing the data to our time trials, 
we'll start to see cause and effect relationships. We'll have a much better understanding of what you can get away with and what you can't. And we can also identify very specifically whether we're getting the return on the investment in the workout that we're looking for. And I'm, you know, that if I could do this with all of my clients, I would absolutely do that. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm glad you came. And, uh, you know, we spent a little extra time with you because I wanted to make sure we got this right. That's pretty much all I have to say about it. Absolutely. I mean, coming here, just knowing what I can focus on for next race is just a great feeling because I now know what I need to focus on. And if I'm doing the things that I think I'm doing right at home, uh, now I, I can be confident that I'm doing it right. And now with the data that we have, uh, it's more customized towards my goals. And that's the whole point to make it specific for each individual and uh, or towards their goals. Well, and you know, the other thing, and not, I said I was done, right? And I'm not done. Um, <laughs> the confidence. I mean, you saw the numbers, you know, right. now that you know, you see it, you know, rather than me just speculating with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, before you, you were you saying have, like, hey, stay in this range, yeah. and it was just kind of speculation. But now, right. now knowing that uh, we have that accurate number going back to that recovery rate. Well, you see the outcome. Absolutely. So your confidence is, is, is there. You know, you, you want to trust me, but now we don't, you don't have to. You can see what occurred. Mm -hmm. So it validates what we're doing. And mm -hmm. you, you can go into the work with the confidence in knowing that precisely what the outcome will be relative to the effort we give. Yeah. All right. So the last thing I want to talk about, I got to plug the clinics. There's a few left. I say a few. There's five. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have a clinic here at the lab on June 2nd and 3rd. And that may be the last one I do here this year. Uh, still a little bit of room, but not much. Then I'm heading to Bonefrog for the Bonefrog event in New Jersey, which is June 16th. My clinic will be on the race course, which I'm very excited about. We're not gonna do any testing there. We're just gonna do the running clinic. It's going to be on the 15th, the day before the race on the course which will begin at 10 o'clock. And then we will be, where will we be? We'll be in Killington, which incidentally is sold out. That's in July. If you were thinking about going to Killington, you're just gonna to have to give it up because it's over. I gave you a shot. <laughs> we sold it out. It's, we, we couldn't take another body if we needed to. And then we have Atlanta, which is in November. And then we're going to Austin, Texas in December. If you need the precise information or want to register for any of those, you go to naturalrunningcoach.net, naturalrunningcoach.net. Cash, thank you so much for indulging me and the folks at home. Absolutely. It was a pleasure, pleasure being brother. here. Yeah, I'm excited. Well, friends, it's time to bring another show to a close. Be sure and tune in to us next week. We've got a lot of great content in store for you. I want you to tell your friends to check us out. You can always find us on Facebook. Simply go search the Natural Running Network. Drop us a message. I'd love to learn more about you and the things you do. And until then, you have an amazing day.